You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 169. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I am your coach and your guide to help you end your emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. This is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main focus of all the work I do. Right here is where coaching meets psychology and psychology meets brain science. And this is where your problem ends. So get ready to be coached. If you've listened to me before, you know that I usually tell you about the Freedom Group because all of the episodes that I record for you are brought to you by the Freedom Group. That is my monthly membership for smart women who are ready to stop overeating from stress and from habit and learn how to be peaceful and make more space for happiness in their life. So right now, this is a special episode. The Freedom Group is due to open in the next week, the end of this month in March, if you're listening to me in real time. We are still, despite what we're going through, we're still going to have a short opening for enrolling new members. The reason we're doing this is that so many of you have written to me and said, we're going through a rough time, but I still want to work on myself. One of the main things that we work on in the group is mind management. Remember, the program is called Eat, Think, Love. That means dealing with all kinds of emotions and getting through them without eating when you're not physically hungry. Well, now more than ever, we all need to manage our thoughts and our emotions as we go through this unprecedented worldwide crisis. I'm here with you. I'm going through it too, of course. I believe that we're going to get through this for sure. There will be repercussions. And for some of you, there are changes already happening. But you and I are strong. We know how to solve problems or remember what we say, we can figure it out. And that's what we're working on right now. So if you're in a safe and healthy place right now, and if you want to come through this crisis in a better place, you might want to consider joining the Freedom Group next week when we open for just three short days. Here's the link to get on the waiting list so that you know about it, weightlossmadereal.com slash group. Now, if you're not in a position to join right now, I hope when all this blows over and we all come through it, that you find yourself ready to give yourself that gift at some point down the road. And in the meantime, please enjoy all my free content like this weekly podcast, my free Facebook group called Weight Loss Made Real, and the Facebook live talks that I offer so that you can benefit from my teachings even now at no cost at all. I'm here for you, my friends. We're going to do this together. So let's dive into our coaching session today. Today's a special topic. We're going to talk about your brain in a crisis, which is where we are right now, and how to not eat your way through it. Your brain, as you've probably heard me say, is wired 
to naturally, instinctively do three big things. And these three big things are ways that your brain helps keep you alive. So number one, it helps you seek pleasure. Number two, it helps you avoid pain. And number three, it helps you make your life as easy as possible. Well, here's what I mean by each one of those things. When your brain helps you seek pleasure, think about it like this. Pleasure is anything that lights up the reward center of your brain. So that could be sugar or alcohol or food in general. It could be spending money. It could be having sex. It could be watching Netflix or just doing something that you love. Those are all read as pleasure by your brain. Now, secondly, your brain is going to help you avoid pain. This means helping you not do things that you consider hard. Even though those things might be something that would give you a big benefit that you're trying to get yourself to do, if you consider it hard, your brain's going to lead you to try to avoid doing it. That might look like not doing a project, not getting yourself up to clean your house, or complete a challenging assignment, or saying no to all the pleasure examples that we just talked about, which would be emotionally painful for you. Saying no to yourself is challenging until it becomes an easy habit because you're going against the natural inclination of your brain to help you avoid pain. So if something is hard, your brain perceives it as painful and it's hard to get yourself to do it or to overindulge in something that's pleasure. It's hard to not indulge in that pleasure. Now, remember the third thing that your brain is going to help you do is make your life as easy as possible. And what that means is doing the same old, same old. So any habits that you have right now, whether you love them or hate them, they originally were created to make your life easier. So when you want to change a habit, your brain is going to resist. It wants ease for you. And ease to your brain means staying the same. Even if you consciously, intellectually, intelligently want to change. So when life is humming along and we're not going through any type of crisis like we are right now, your brain is wired to keep you safe. We know that although your brain is beautifully designed to make sure that you survive, it can also help you form habits that unintentionally keep you stuck doing things you don't want to be doing, like eating when you're stressed. And we all know that all the events in the world today with the pandemic situation are stress producing for most of us. Right now, you might be safe, you might be healthy, but if you watch the news, you also might think and feel that you are in imminent danger. Now, the threat in this case right now, it's a real thing. And it requires that we change the way that we're currently living and interacting with each other. These things require a level head, right? Clear thoughts, well-planned actions, like working from home if you can, like avoiding physical interaction with others and practicing some extra vigilant hygiene. These are things we can all do. We think these things through with our higher brain and we take actions on them with our higher brain. But what happens at the same time 
when you're in a crisis situation is that our lower brain wakes up and it senses a disaster. It's trying to help you. It sends signals to you that make you feel like this is the end of the world right now as you know it, or this is the end of you. Now, don't get me wrong because what's happening now is real and it is serious. It requires your attention and it requires you to take some actions. But what it doesn't require is panic or depression or extreme worry. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know at least a little bit about how your brain works. You know that your lower brain is really just trying to protect you. In normal times, it's going to scan your environment and offer you helpful ideas, suggestions that are meant to protect you, right? Put on a jacket, you're cold. Eat something, you're hungry. Go to bed, you're tired. But you also know that your brain is not a big fan of change. Remember the third focus of your lower brain to make your life as easy as possible? Well, that means that it doesn't help you change, at least not easily. Your higher brain helps you make changes that make sense to you. And as you know, making changes takes a lot of effort. Your lower brain wants you to stay the same. It's not sabotaging you. It's trying to help you stay safe. So if there is a dangerous situation that requires you to do things you're not used to doing, like washing your hands more often, not touching your face, not hugging your friends, not sharing your phone or your food, your higher brain knows what you should do. But I want you to be prepared for your lower brain to make it very challenging for you to do these things. You'll have to pay attention and think this through ahead of time so you could catch yourself wanting to slip back into your old habits. Now, what happens to you and the way that you eat during a crisis like the one that we're in right now? If you're here listening to me, it's likely that you eat when you feel emotions. You feel a feeling, it's uncomfortable, and voila, all of a sudden, you're in the kitchen looking for something to munch on. You're not hungry, but you have this strong urge. This is your habit, and this is what we've been working on together here in these little coaching sessions and in the Freedom Group. So during this big global situation that we all face, the situation is real, right? What comes next are your thoughts about it. And those thoughts about this crisis are what create your feelings. And if those feelings make you uncomfortable, you're going to want to do what you've always done. And you're going to want to do that. You're going to want to go to food because your lower brain is trying to make things easy for you. Remember, doing what you've always done is easier than doing something new. So this big thing is happening in the world and you have thoughts about it. And the big question is, what are your thoughts? I want to remind you that having negative thoughts and feelings is a part of being human. It's the way life is for us. Feeling all the ups and downs is what makes you part of the beautiful experience that we all know as life. Yet, it's in our nature to try to avoid pain, remember? So if you're instinctively trying to avoid pain, you're not going to want to feel those negative feelings. 
You're going to want to escape them so you could feel better. Now, I know that you can handle those feelings and you don't have to escape them. But in the moment of feeling bad, you may not remember that and you will want to feel better. You will want to escape those feelings. And so if your habit is to eat to feel better, that is what you will strongly want to do. Okay, remember those three functions of your lower brain? Well, here it is, hard at work. Number one, it wants you to seek pleasure. Food is pleasure. Food is perceived by your brain as a reward, as a good thing. So it will lead you to grab something to eat even when you're not hungry. Number two, your brain also wants you to avoid pain. And so when you eat, when your emotions are negative, you do temporarily feel better. Is it the food that does that? No, it's the distraction from the feeling. When you eat, you're focused on the feel and the taste of the food. Your reward center of your brain lights up and says, "Mm, this is good. I want more. And look, I'm not upset anymore. Keep eating at any cost. That is the message you get. And then number three, I want you to remember the third part of your brain's function to make your life easier and easier. That's how we survived. What that translates to is this, keep doing whatever you're doing. Stay the same. No changes in thinking or in what you're doing because staying the same requires the least amount of effort. So when you put all these things together, what do you get? You get a big negative situation in the world. You get your brain trying to protect you and keep you safe. And you get strong urges to eat more than you need that may feel out of your control. I'm going to talk about this more in the Facebook group, Weight Loss Made Real, this week on Tuesday and Thursday if you're listening to this in real time. And next Tuesday, I will be back here again, giving you the how-to of getting through this crisis without 20 extra pounds. We don't need that because we will get through this. And I want you to be proud of how you did, not just how your body is and what your number on the scale is, but how you feel, how you managed yourself. So today, remember what you learned. You learned why your brain doesn't want you to change, why it urges you to eat when you're upset, and why it's so hard to stop doing that. When I see you next time, we're going to talk about different ways to think about what you're going through so you don't feel like there is no choice except to panic and overeat. You do have a choice and I will show you how to access that choice. And then we're going to work on how to eat differently during a crisis, how to get yourself to keep your word to yourself when you most feel like giving into your lower brain and just distracting yourself from what's happening around you. You can do this, my friend, and understanding what's happening within your own mind is the first step. If you're in a place where you want support and community, and you want to use this opportunity to get to know more about how your brain works, so you can decide how your life flows, then I do hope you join me in the Freedom Group next week. But either way, know that I am here for you in several different ways. 
Don't forget that when you're on the verge of overeating from habit or from these wild emotions right now, that my free gift called the five D's, how to catch yourself in that moment before you overeat will help you. Catching yourself in that moment is hard to do. And this will show you how to do that. I do hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on getting through this crisis together, managing your mind, working on emotional eating, and all that habitual overeating habit step-by-step until they both become something you used to do. We know that's your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you, and I will see you next week.